Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Stacy Knopp, the woman behind yegwed.com, a wedding blog that's a great resource for couples and vendors and a great read even for people who aren't getting married. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. This episode is brought to you by CKUA Radio, which is in the middle of another great season of Trans Canada Music West, a podcast that explores the best live music Western Canada has to offer. And you'll hear from host Grant Stovall later in the show. All right, back to you, Stacey. So how do you describe Yegwed? Well, Yegwed is an Edmonton wedding website that features Edmonton wedding businesses. It's a way to connect Edmonton couples with awesome wedding vendors. Um, we also facilitate a community of wedding vendors, which is um, serves for networking and just connection and support for small businesses and small business owners in the wedding industry in Edmonton. And when did you start it? It started in July of 2014. And why did you start it? Well, I started it because I had been working in the wedding industry in Edmonton for about three years at that point, or about two and a half years at that point. And I kept meeting, you know, these amazing wedding vendors at different weddings because I primarily am a wedding DJ. And so I'd go to weddings, I'd see awesome work, I'd hear about awesome vendors, and um, there just wasn't a place where couples could go to see that on a day-to-day basis. Of course, you've got the bridal shows, but um, if you're wanting to plan in a month that there isn't a bridal show, which is most of the year, there's not really anywhere to go that's a central place to look for it. Um, And I also found that there's there's quite a few wedding blogs and wedding publications that are Canada-wide, but the focus is so heavily on Toronto and Vancouver that there was nothing to show of all of the great stuff in the prairies. And the in those publications, anything that was mentioned was usually a really big business or a really big um, hotel, like the Fairmont Hotel McDonald, for example. It's a great venue, but it's huge. And everyone in Edmonton is pretty well aware of its presence. So you weren't really seeing some of the kind of more hidden stuff or the more niche or more alternative um, options for couples in Edmonton. Yeah. And you also find on your blog interesting little things like suggestions for wedding favors. Is that the kind of thing as well that you can't find anywhere else? You know how it is when you're searching for anything on the internet. The things that come up are stuff that you're purchasing online that's manufactured overseas and it's shipped in bulk. You don't know what the quality is. Um, you don't know who's making it or anything. But we have such an awesome culture of local business in Edmonton, even in the wedding industry, that you could have your favors made by someone locally and you know that you're supporting a local business rather than just clicking a few buttons online, who knows where it's coming from um, and it's showing up on your doorstep. You know, it's And you're getting a similar product and often similar pricing, but it's made right in Edmonton. You yeah. know. Yeah. And you can have that personal touch of even, um, you know, custom ordering things, talking to the people that are making it. Like it's just a, a lot nicer touch to have on all the aspects of your wedding. Yeah. So on your blog, what are the most popular kinds of posts? Uh, the real weddings yeah. by far. Yeah. People love the real weddings. Anytime that a real wedding is published, it's a, a spike in traffic. Yeah. People love them. Yeah. Also because a reason for that is the real weddings show off a number of different businesses. So each of those businesses is usually very happy to promote the post as well because they're excited to see their work um, published in one way or another. So Yeah, one of my favorite ones, and it was one that I focused on in in one of my blog roundups was a a wedding that um, FO Photography did of, was uh, 
soccer player, like Ghanaian soccer right. player yep. and a Swedish woman, I think, or something like that. Anyway, just so beautiful. Um, so unique. The, the dress reveal was in the pictures and, and the look on his face when he saw her was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what what kind of feedback do you get from the couples about those kinds of posts? Uh, a lot of times the couple is excited to see their wedding published. Um, I've had a number of couples get in touch before they've even got married because they're saying, oh, you know, we're sure it's going to be really awesome. Do you think you'd want to hear about it? And of course I would. Yeah. Um, couples, it's also, there's also a lot of couples who plan their wedding. They spend so much effort and time planning it. And then once it's done, it's it's just one day and you you almost want the party to keep going. You, you want to keep like, you know, reliving it um, because of all the efforts that, that's gone into it. So I think it's a really good way for couples to f- get a little bit more excitement out of their wedding after the after it's all kind of done. And also a lot of couples that submit their wedding, it's, it's an easy way for them to show all their wedding photos to their family. So they're sharing it with their family and friends okay. and also getting a little bit more of that... Um, you know, showing a little bit more of the behind the scenes because, you know, we interview the couples about what their planning process was like, how they found this, how they found that. And, you know, when you go to a wedding as a guest, you don't necessarily see that stuff. You don't necessarily hear those stories. You hear the ceremony, you hear the speeches, but it's kind of nice as a guest to be able to to see that information as well. So, um, yeah, I think a lot of couples end up um, a lot of traffic ends up coming from guests and friends and family who are just excited to see all the photos. So, And then what kind of feedback do you get from the vendors? What do they say about Yegwet as a, as a showcase for their work? It's really positive feedback. Photographers love it, um, particularly just because of the nature of photography. Photographers are always looking for a way to show their work. But all of the rest of us wedding vendors rely heavily on photographers work anyways to prove that we've done something to show um, how much fun your couple is having on the dance floor or to show how beautiful that cake or flowers or uh, whatever is. Um, So there's, yeah, there's a lot of positivity. Um, We try to always get the couple themselves to name the vendors that were their favorite because then a couple that's reading the site and planning their wedding, then they have that kind of, that knowledge that, okay, no, this is a real couple. They've used it on their own. They haven't been, their arm hasn't been twisted to write a testimonial. They're just putting that information out there. And so that's really positive because there's nothing more valuable for any small business than that recent customer who is saying it was amazing. It was Mm -hmm. a great experience. We love it. You should have them too. So that gets a lot of the vendors sharing the posts and sharing the photos as well as, you know, there's a lot of times that couples will mention somebody that I haven't met before, or maybe they haven't even heard of Yegwed before. And then I share it on social media, tag that business, and then they get in touch and like, we just found out about you because our our couple was featured on the site. So um, yeah, it, it builds a little bit of buzz and excitement for couples that way. And if the first time they hear about Yegwed is because a couple is saying, oh, they were so awesome, <laughs> it's really good. It's a really good way to start that. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, Yegwed has gone under some evolution since you started it. Yeah. It's not that old, but you've, you've, you've done a redesign and you've done some other things. So how has it changed over the years? Uh, the redesign was pretty pivotal. Um, we went from having a uh, very basic WordPress uh, dot uh, com setup 
to having a, a much more sleek design, a design that was a little bit more magazine styled, a little bit, um, it lends itself better to image display, which any wedding related anything is image heavy. And yeah. uh, it's it's the best way to get couples looking around at all the different things that the site has to offer. So that was huge and it's made a big change um, traffic wise, making those changes. We also on the side of the vendor the vendor community. Our first networking event was in April of last year and it was amazing. I think we had around 55 people in attendance and then we threw our second networking event in September to celebrate the relaunch of the site um, and that had grown almost by double the attendees and just so many people willing and volunteering their services and wanting to get involved. So that's been really encouraging to see that growth and I know for a lot of businesses, a lot of business owners who are just working from home doing their wedding business, you know, it can be pretty, really isolating just at home yeah. in front of the computer, editing photos or trying to keep your social media going or whatever. It's nice to go somewhere, meet people in person and have that sort of solidarity of like, yeah, we're all trying to just make our businesses work yeah. and, and be proud of them. Yeah. Do you notice a, a change or an evolution in the wedding, the local wedding community itself since you started DJing even? I've said before, and I'll probably say many times again, that there's a shift in styles of promoting yourself, promoting your business. Um, there's a school of thought that is very much every man for himself. Um, I want all the couples. I want every wedding. I want to know, you know, I want to be, the only person they go to for my service, my niche. That's one side of it. And the other side is some really forward thinking collaboration mindset. And that's what we try to focus on because it's just the most fun to be around. Um, it's better for everybody. It's it's great for couples to, to come and meet me as a DJ and then say, oh yeah, our photographer is this person, our cake is this person. And I know those people and we're all like, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. you're working on this person's wedding. That's so cool. Um, it's just more fun to be part of an industry that's collaborative. And I think that the that the trend is going more towards the collaborative mindset and the collaborative business model. But, but every now and then I'm surprised with the more old fashioned model. <laughs> meet someone or get in a conversation that surprises me because it's, uh, it's not on the same page as that. But, um, but yeah, I think that the trend is more towards collaboration. Yeah. How's it been for your DJ business? Is it create something that um, feeds into that or is it create like another ball that you have to juggle in your already busy life? I would say both. Uh, it definitely, what it's done is built relationships. You know, I'd been DJing for two and a half years before I started in Edmonton, before I started Yegwed. And, um, I had met a handful of uh, wedding professionals, but it's really been since Yegwed started that I've built a stronger relationship to the point where some of the other professionals are going to have referred their clients to me. And that's that's been amazing. Like, I'm really thankful for that. And um, Yegwed has definitely also become a, another thing to do, another, um, another project that takes my time. Yeah. But it's a lot of work, but then moments like you get into the networking events that are really awesome and you hear feedback or I have someone say, oh, I've, I had two couples book me because they saw this work on Yegwed. Like that makes it really worthwhile to me because we're all just, you know, trying to get our, make our business successful so we can have the lives that we want and all of that stuff. And it's really rewarding to hear of other vendors who have had, 
you know, had that success because of Yegwed. So could Yegwed generate enough revenue to be your day job? That's not my goal for it. My my primary focus will always be my DJ business, um, that it would always be my main focus, especially in my main um, stream of income. But there is potential. There's definitely potential for Yegwed to be a bigger slice of my income um, every year. Yeah, it's just a matter of getting it there, having sort of systems in place and really trying to keep up with how blogging can generate income and, and what trends of you know, are happening when it comes to blog reading. Right. Sort of thing. Yeah, because yeah. you have to make decisions about, well, this is this affiliate advertising or display advertising or native like sponsored posts and all yeah. of those things require different things, right? Yes. And one big thing for the wedding industry blogging is, is uh, or any blog is, at, you know, advertising is a huge potential for revenue. But when it comes to the wedding industry, there's a lot of potential to have ads shown on the site that compete with the local business that I'm trying so hard to keep, um, to protect. Mm -hmm. So for example, some of the biggest, um, if you want a really big wedding blog with a huge readership, a lot of their biggest ads are things like invitations that you can purchase online, favors you can purchase online, dresses that you can purchase online, all of that stuff. But I don't feel right putting that out there um, and making money off that when I've got local businesses who are, you know, I know a handful of amazing stationers in Edmonton and I wouldn't want to be, you know, promoting this online, cheap, easy, build-it-yourself invitation design when I've got other women in Edmonton that are trying to make their living doing custom stationery. You know, people are going to go to those things anyways, but I don't want that on the site. So that's always going to be a struggle with Yegwed. And it's what makes it a little bit different than running just a international or non-location specific wedding blog. So those are some of the the challenges there. But I salute you because I think that's what we have to do is we've got to keep building a space for the local to exist. Like, mm-hmm. It's great that we live in a global world, but there's some things that only people here care about and we have to keep finding a way to support that, right? And keep totally. it alive. And keep that awareness um, because you're bombarded with advertisements when you're looking for any service online. As soon as you start looking at wedding websites, you're bombarded with um, advertisement by the from the biggest stakeholders mm-hmm. in in the online you know in from online stores and that sort of thing yeah. so if you're shopping online for your wedding there's no way you haven't heard about this business or that business or this way to buy something or online um, but my hope is that we can introduce you know couples to local business so they could go oh well I could go get it on you know Vistaprint you know get my invitations or I actually didn't realize there's you know five different women who can make these invitations for me in Edmonton so yeah, you want to it's it's easy for them to find the, the big online um, purchases, so it's it's important to protect the and should you know um, spread awareness for the local business. Yeah. yeah. Now you mentioned in your about page on Yegwed that you were a recent returner to Edmonton. Yeah. So tell me uh, tell me about your coming and going regarding Edmonton and how what you noticed about it when you came back. Um, well, I actually left Edmonton when I was 19 and didn't come back till I was 27. So I was gone for a while. And before I left, I 
wasn't interested in the same things that I'm interested in now. You know, I was 19. It was, it was different stuff that I was interested in. So when I first came back, I, before I came back, actually, I started looking at blogs online. And at that time I was looking at a lot of the fashion blogs, um, like dress me dearly, Marie Alamode, um, ordinary peoples. I was, because I, I was living in New Zealand and the, you know, the fashion and the, just the day-to-day, the interest in fashion for most people is, is a little bit higher than it is here. It's different. Um, so I was just trying to see what it was like in Edmonton, what you could get, what sort of different stuff there was. Because before I left Edmonton, I only, I had only ever, you know, shopped in the mall. That's yeah. kind of it. That's all I knew. So whereas in New Zealand, that's not as common. So I, yeah, I started reading the fashion blogs and seeing that sort of, that sort of stuff and getting excited about some of the different things in Edmonton. And I don't know about changes, you know, because I hadn't been here as an adult really before I (laughs) left. Um, But one of the things that I found really, really different coming back from New Zealand is that there's such a startup mindset. So many small businesses. I know so many people, so many women my age who own their own business. And where I was living in New Zealand, just because of the economy there, there wasn't, there wasn't the ability to take the risk. Like we have a little bit more security here to take risks and to start your own business. And your worst case scenario is like, I'll just go get a, go get a job. You know, if it doesn't work out, I'll just go get a job. Whereas, um, there, it just wasn't the case. No one I knew had started their own business. It was very rare. So, um, so that's, that's really freeing here. It really helps you just sit back and go, well, I could really just try something, try anything, try it for six months. And if it works great. And if it doesn't, well, oh well, you yeah. know, so that was, that was different. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I, I love to hear that. How do vendors get listed on Yegwed? Uh, we do, we offer a few different options. So, Real weddings are featured for free. They're just, you send me the photos and the story and if it fits with um, what we're trying to show off, you know, we're, it's, a high, it's highly likely that we will publish it. And what we're looking for is just a good quantity of Edmonton vendors. I always say some sort of personality being shown. You know, I want to see that the couple has done something a certain way because of a reason. That's the most interesting stuff for mm-hmm. people to read. Uh, so we also feature interviews with wedding vendors. And again, we're looking for we're looking for content that is interesting to couples, vendors that are doing exciting things, vendors that um, have really just beautiful work to show off. And um, we always ask vendors when we interview them about what they love about Edmonton. So we're always trying to keep keep that focus on the local stuff. keep, and hopefully even just through an interview with a wedding vendor, someone might find a restaurant they want to try or, you know, another small business or the farmer's market, uh, you know, a stall at the farmer's market that they haven't heard of. So um, there's that as well. We also offer a vendor directory. So um, a section of the site where vendors can pay for a listing. It's a pretty low price for advertising as far as listings on sites such as ours go. It starts at about $25 or about $20 a month up to about $25 a month, depending on the length of advertising you go for. So we're trying to keep it really affordable. So it's not, you know, it doesn't isolate anyone. Also the vendor directory that we offer is, is ratings based. So the highest rating shows up first. That's different than a lot of, uh, directory services, basically it's usually alphabetical or you pay more to be listed at the top. Um, ours is you can't pay more to be listed at the top. You get listed at the top if your couples love you. So 
I'm really proud of that structure because to me, that's the most important thing. And I don't think how much you pay for advertising should put you above someone who's got a really amazing track record of how you treat your couples. I'm proud of that, that side of it. And I'm glad we found a way to do the directory that way. So. I would say that for your your more editorial content, the real weddings and the and the interviews with the vendor, probably what attracts me to that is it's almost journalistic. You want it to be interesting for an audience first. It's mm-hmm. also going to benefit the vendors that are in it. But if you don't write some, if you don't find a story that's worth telling and write something that's worth reading, it won't do anybody any good because right. nobody will see it. Right. That's right. And. And the hope is that even after couples have finished planning their wedding, they still want to read it, you know. And I know that uh, I enjoyed writing, reading wedding blogs, even when I wasn't working in the wedding industry. Um, They're just, it's interesting. It's beautiful photos. It's personality being shown. You're seeing the different ways that people do things. And, you know, my hope is to keep it interesting for couples or not couples or individuals or people who just like Edmonton, or maybe even build a readership of people that aren't in Edmonton. They just like the content on the site. So we'll we'll make Edmonton a destination wedding site. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That That would would be be awesome, actually. Okay, so we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll hear about the local online things that Stacy likes to read and would recommend to you. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by CKUA Radio, which has a new season of the TransCanada Music West podcast ready for your ears. And joining me today is CKUA morning man Grant Stovall, who also hosts the TransCanada Music West podcast and show. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. So how do you describe TransCanada Music West? Well, we like to say it's a way to bring to CKUA listeners and also folks that check out the podcast online or on iTunes, uh, the best musicians in Western Canada, you know, like period, and in live performance, which is a way that you can sort of get a portal into the creativity of these musicians and in a very special, very intimate way. And it's through a variety of different live performances. Some of them are at festivals, some of them are in clubs. Some of them are right here in our CKUA studios. So it's a variety of different live experiences, but always bringing that live performance and that special, you know, je ne sais quoi, the blood, sweat and tears of the live show directly to the listener. And it's a pretty cool way to engage with original music, great original music from across Western Canada. You too can hear the best live music Western Canada has to offer. Just subscribe to Trans Canada Music West in iTunes. And you can also find it, like Grant said, on CKUA's website at ckua.com. Thanks, Karen. You're welcome. Thanks for coming. So, Stacey, what do you recommend as uh, local online reading? Uh, there's a few blogs that I love that recently the, the writers have moved to Calgary, but I'll mention them as well mm. anyways. Uh, one is My Pennies, My Thoughts by Janine. Um, it's She shares things like uh, she, from a financial perspective, as I believe she's an accountant, I could be wrong, um, but really helpful from a personal finance sort of side of things, really transparent about how her and her husband are planning their own personal finance and how to invest and things like that in a very user-friendly way for someone who's not an accountant. So I've really enjoyed that. Um, I also really like, there's a wedding photographer, her name's Kayla Tanai, that's her business name. And she was based in Edmonton, but recently moved to Calgary. And her branding is very strong. And even to 
even to the point that I probably wouldn't choose her as my own photographer because our personal styles are quite different, but her branding is so strong and her message is so strong that it's really compelling. So I really enjoy her. I also enjoy following her on um, Instagram quite a bit. I also love receiving the weekly Yelp. I've found so many restaurants, um, services, all of that stuff. The Yelp service is, is great. Um, the Yelp events, I love them. So that's one of my favorites and something I've been, I've just enjoyed all of their events, the little promotions that they do, the focuses they do. Yeah, I get, I get involved in that one and I enjoy excellent, it a lot. Excellent. And then as far as social, other um, Instagram, I, I kind of made a list of a few Instagram mm-hmm. uh, accounts that I really enjoy, um, some wedding related and some not. So one photographer I really enjoy is Brianne Marie. So her Instagram handle is Brianne Marie Photo. Just beautiful photos um, in a kind of alternative, beautiful sort of style. There is also Corey John, uh, Roughly Originals, who are a wedding photography company. Their Instagram feed is full of pictures of their two little kids and their life and their wedding photography, and it's just a very interesting feed. I really enjoy them, and they're really great people to know personally as well. Uh, Zoka is another great uh, local w- photography and videography company. Love following them. FO Photography, who you've talked about already. And Carmen Freemark, she's probably one of my favorite wedding photographers in Edmonton. Um, Just a very unique, real-life sort of style of photography. Uh, I also personally really like tattoos and um, that sort of thing. So two Edmonton tattooists that I really enjoy following. One is called, uh, her Instagram handle is Nikosaurus Rex Tattoos, and her (laughs) name is Nico Adams. And another one is uh, Katrina Roswell, and hers is Katrina R. So... Those are two other favorites. And the last one is a makeup artist. Her name is Starly Gladue. Um, amazing, beautiful uh, makeup work. Um, a really proud Aboriginal uh, makeup artist. And she's great to follow as well. That's awesome. Those are my faves. Well, we will uh, list all those on the show notes. And uh, lots of those are discoveries for me. So thank cool. you for bringing oh, awesome. them to my attention. That's very awesome. You mentioned during the break that you blogged before Yegweds. So what were you blogging about and what uh, what was the shift to Yegwed like? Uh, well, I started blogging when I started traveling. So I started traveling when I was 19 and I started blogging as a way to just keep my family in the loop to tell the stories, show the photos and all of that. And as I had said during the break, um, I think that it was only ever my parents and relatives and friends that ever read it, but I enjoyed doing it. I've always enjoyed writing and um, especially writing about your travel adventure. It was a way to, is a way to just remember the stories and keep those like in fresh in your mind. And I do journal, but for some reason, when you're writing for somebody else, you are a lot more detailed and yeah, I go back to the journal entries of the same time and there's a lot less detail. I think that I think I'm going to remember it. So yeah. the blog posts of the travel are so much more detailed and so much more, um, they bring back the memories a lot stronger. Um, so I blogged about travel, um, life overseas. I was doing a lot of volunteer work. I was doing work with um, with youth and skateboarding. So I blogged a lot about that part of my life and just everyday stuff, living overseas. And um when I moved back to Edmonton, I kept a, it, it more from being a travel blog because obviously I was yeah. back at home <laughs> in Edmonton, but I still kind of blogged about weekend trips that I had done or things I'd found in Edmonton. Um, 
activities I was working on, things like that. Music, I've always really loved music, so I would blog about concerts I'd been to, uh, musical discoveries, things like that. But it was mostly friends and family reading it. I don't think it went that far past that. (laughs) Uh, So because I had been blogging for so long... um, and I had the idea of starting Yegwed. It was kind of a marriage, excuse the pun, of, <laughs> of things that I love to do. And, um, and it just clicked. So. so if somebody wanted to start a blog that had the kind of traction that Yegwed has, what would your advice be? Just start. Really? <laughs> yeah. I started, I had the idea for Yegwed and launched it about a month later. And... Sometimes I think that's just the way you have to do it. Otherwise, you can plan for a long, long time and never get something off the ground. And I, I thought with Yegwed, okay, well, it's either going to work or not work. And I'll probably know in a couple of months whether it's whether it's going to gain ground or not. And it was really clear that it had. But if you, I mean, it doesn't cost you hardly anything to start a blog um, or to start any social media profiles. You can just start, um, read a lot, read as many resources as you can about blogging and about social media and about all of that stuff and how to optimize your blog and for SEO and all of these things and, and how to share and engage with other, you know, online publications. And if it, if it takes off awesome, if it doesn't, well, you've, you've only spent some hours of your time and some excitement and it doesn't really matter. You know, I've got quite a few websites that have started and now just kind of are still out there on the internet, but <laughs> haven't been published on for years. It doesn't matter. You know, the internet's a great place to just try, just try and just start. So that is excellent advice. And that's, a, that's a good note to end on. So Thanks. thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you for having me. Uh, visit yegwed.com for wonderful stories and photos of engagements and weddings and great recommendations for local vendors and hints for making your special day even more special. Follow Yegwed on Twitter. And is that your handle on Instagram yep. too? So Y-E-G-W-E-D. And you can find Yegwed on Facebook as well. All of these links and Stacy's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. And if you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. And hey, guess what? Seen and Heard in Edmonton is on Facebook now too, just like a grown-up blog. So you can go and head over there and give it a like if you like. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.